They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Combini Boys podcast. This week marks our one-year anniversary since starting the podcast, and so we take a look back at some of the memorable items, news, and segments from the past year. We take a look at some interesting items, including an innovative rice ball, some strange-flavored chips, a classic hot dog, and a horrifying monster of a wrap. Finally, Matt shares a pizza, while Mike shares his experience of rehydrating during a stomach flu. Now let's head over to the Gambini. They're the Gambini, they're the Gambini, they're the Gambini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. Happy, happy day over here. How's it going there? Well, it's happy anniversary, Mike. It's March 29th in Japan, March 28th here in the U.S. I just looked it up, Mike. It was March 29th, 2020, when we published our first episode of the Convini Boys podcast. It's officially been one year. One year year oh my god and and what a year i mean probably the best year of my life i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i don't know about that a lot of things happened over the course of the year that weren't so great but right right but mike Mm -hmm. 47 this is the 47th episode Mm. of the podcast i'll be honest i didn't think we'd get past three because mm-hmm. I typically give up on things early. <laughs> but also, how much content could there really be coming out of the Konbini? Yeah. Well, I think we've both been surprised on that front. It's endless. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's, uh, you know, we were looking back over some of our our previous episodes and just, it, it was really awesome <laughs> seeing all the stuff that... Uh, that we've talked about. I had forgotten about most of it. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to pick up a couple things that uh, that were memorable to us. Is that is that right? Yeah, Mike. To celebrate the one-year anniversary, we've, anniversary, we've gone through the archive. Oh, yeah. And we've tried to identify a few uh, items, stories, campaigns that really grabbed our attention over the course of the last... 365 days so we're gonna pick up a few of those and we're gonna start off with what else other than an item mm-hmm. and mike we have a conveni item that uh i believe the word you use was resonated something yes. resonated with you yeah. let's see what the, i can't wait to see what this is oh i have to prove my age so that suggests oh, this yeah. is an alcoholic item this is an alcoholic oh, item. oh yes Yes. Yeah, Matt, this is um, my item of the year last year. This is uh, Lemon Dough. Um, <laughs> if you can zoom down and we can get that classic four. Oh, ooh. That, you know, this is like the, oh man, what a what a team there. We've got the, uh, you know, the 3%, the 5%, the 7%, the 9%. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is, these are all lemon chew highs. And Matt, I was looking through just some old items. I just remembered these and... You know, I've I've moved away from drinking the lemon dough recently, but this is this is I mean, this is what we're looking at when we're talking about combini, fun, alcohol, just like just a killer line and you know, for me, really my item of the year. 
And no better time to bring this back because it is Hanami season when you get hammered underneath a cherry tree. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine climbing the ladder here, Mike, starting with that 3% Hachimitsu, <laughs> the honey oh. lemon, moving to the fives, the Taibon lemon, then going mm-hmm. to the 7%, that salt lemon, and then oh. really calling it an afternoon with that Oni the Devil Lemon at 9%. Mm, you're going to have to pick me off that blue tarp because I'm going to be blacked out <laughs> with my four empty cans of lemon dill. That's a great choice, Mike. Awesome. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, I too picked out an item that resonated with me this past year. And uh, this actually okay. goes way back, Mike. We might be looking Uh-oh. like... Like April 2020. Oh. This is the Lawson pork wiener and cheese roll, Mike. I don't know if you remember this, but this was actually part of the uh, wiener wars that were really heating up back in February last year. There were three distinct wieners that came out. Lawson had this pork wiener and cheese roll. Oh. But then... Out of Family Mart, the big chorizo, <laughs> chorizo and then the Seven yeah. Eleven, the double wiener red curry, all came out oh. in the same week. And Mike, the one that undoubtedly was mm-hmm. at the top of the food chain was the pork wiener and cheese roll. A reminder for everybody: this thing came in pretty much a sleeping bag. Okay, you have oh, a yeah. hot dog tucked in. This thing is like something uh, Bear Grylls would take to uh, Patagonia. <laughs> to keep warm underneath an avalanche okay and it's just got that that bubble of white soft cheese squirting out of there that hot dog is all tucked in Mm. yes oh man i remember yeah when this guy came up this was your pick of the week and um oh man i remember this you this has come up a couple times this special bun this soft our you know our listeners can't see but this is a special bun here this is a white silky mm. white soft like a pillow mm. um i think you said you wanted to sort of like curl up inside there and take a nap i remember um oh yeah and you know it's just it's it's amazing how much you know hot dogs wieners have mm. become a part of the uh, the podcast another one that you know really i remember if we're talking dogs it's the goo <laughs> the dog <laughs> who has come back time and time again um and still you know Still pressing on, so um, yeah, great item. Wow, this brings back some some great memories for sure. All right, well, let's take a look next at a campaign that was yep. uh, one mm-hmm. of your favorites here, Mike. Again, mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing. Oh, you're this. gonna like this. Oh, this is yes. the yes, yes. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Matt, this is from Lawson, and Lawson, I mean, had some of the best campaigns we've seen Ooh. last year. Um, Absolutely. My, this was the nice cheese Grand Prix, and um, Matt, there were so many great items that came out of this. Um, this was a Twitter-focused uh, campaign where they put up seven items, and then you could or six items, and then you voted for which one you wanted, and. Um, Matt, this the winner ended up being the uh, the smoked cheese um, L chicky, mm. but um, the real story out of this one, Matt, was the uh, the cheese dog too. Yeah. When we first when we came <laughs> when we started when we first looked at this thing, we thought no way is that thing gonna make it. And you know, throughout pretty much the whole campaign, it had the least votes, and then somehow in that last week or two. Cheese Dog 2 shot up mm. and almost surpassed Smoked Cheese El Chicky. And uh, Matt, 
this is one of the most exciting things for me last year. I mean, you know, only second maybe to the Combini tournament, but um, yeah, some great items out of this and some good memories as well. Nice cheese Grand Prix was absolutely fantastic, and you're absolutely right. The cheese dog, too, was the item that really made a big splash here. That cheese dog, too, like you said, it was in last place until like the second to last week, and it just put on the afterburners. And just sword past those other items. As a reminder, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a, a, actually, I don't know if we ever found out what exactly it is. It's, it's a corn dog, maybe. It's got a lot of melty, stringy cheese inside. And then it's got these interesting kind of crispy, puffy things on the outside, ball fried in. Another key point about the nice cheese Grand Prix, Mike, the cheese foam tea. Mm Mm-hmm. Last place, even last last to the uh, really weird corn thing that uh, we (laughs) couldn't quite figure out what that was either. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so a great winner there and also a nice loser as well. Mm -hmm. All right, I got myself another campaign, Mike, that really just, I just loved everything about this. This was the Choshu Ricky series out of okinawa this was a collabo with uh family mart and a legendary now retired professional wrestler named choshu ricky this guy he's got to be pushing 70 years old he's shirtless sweating just just a wet soggy mess on the campaign website Mm -hmm. and he just came out with some awesome items mike he had the oh, yeah. uh, giant onigiri with the pork oh. chashu. He had the giant chicken leg. He had the giant donburi with three kinds of meat on it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he had the the garlic sasami gatame. And oh, that yeah. was, uh, we. I don't know, Mike. You may have broke some uh, big story on the podcast, but turns out Choshu Ricky, not Brett the Hitman Hart, invented the sharpshooter. The That's Sasami right. that what that the 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 Scorpion Deathlock. The Scorpion is the original, is the original name <laughs> by Choshu Ricky. Uh, wow. yeah, so this was one of my favorite campaigns from the past year. Yeah, man. We actually spent a couple couple weeks in Okinawa and um yeah, because because remember, you know, down there in Okinawa, there's it's there's yeah. a lot of things that are different, but the kombini also as well. Usually, their release, the items they release are very different, and they have their own sort of individual web page for Family Mart. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, this was awesome. I uh, I loved going down to Okinawa and um, talking about Choshu Ricky, that Niniku, the garlic sh- sharpshooter, scorpion deathlock, where it's got that garlic. <laughs> That chicken's got that garlic wrapped tight. I remember that. And uh, yeah, man, oh, that was just a really fun uh, uh, thing that we did there. And I, yeah, we, I, I'd like to do more of these this year. Um, always like doing those one-offs that are just kind of like, you know, crazy. And uh, yeah, really, really great one. All right. Now let's uh, check out a news story that, that captured... Your imagination this past year, Mike. What do we got here? What the? Oh no, this was. <laughs> so Matt, this is. We might be hearing about this for the next few years. I don't know, um, Matt. This is. Um, this is that legendary uh, news that came out this year. This is or last year. This is Family Mart is looking into using robots in their mm-hmm. combini. And Matt, you might think that those robots would be. I don't know, like you know. They can move by themselves. They can work the the registers. 
No, Matt. These are robots that are remote controlled to stock shelves in the Convini. So it's one person doing one robot's work. I don't know, man. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, praise for the Combini, um, but uh, this is one that was just seemed wacky to me. It seemed unnecessary. Um, but uh, the picture too, you've got this guy with like a VR headset. He's he's like controlling this robot to stock shelves at the same speed as a normal human. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but you know, I'm sure we're going to be seeing some some more robots in the future as well. Yeah, Mike, this is one where you just got to cut your losses here. This is, uh, you know, sunk cost. Hey, it was a big mistake. We can't spend any more money on this. So yeah, yeah, if the goal here is to reduce labor, they haven't done it because it's no. one person to one robot. And you're asking the robot to do the job significantly worse than a human could actually do it. So um, not really sure what the long game is here for Family Mart. But yeah, maybe the dumbest convenience story we saw this past year. Yes, that's that is true. Yeah. All right. I didn't have a news story, Mike. I'm calling this a side quest. This may be one of the most proud moments of my life here. But uh, Mike, we started a mentor program. Oh, that's uh, right. For new Conbini shoppers, and our first mentee was uh, Alex, uh, Alex, aka Legend. Somewhat JP on tw- JP on Twitter. Check him out. Mm-hmm. But. Back in November, Mike, he posted a haul here. I'm just going to list the items. It was um, pizza chips, mm-hmm. just slightly salted potato chips, a Pakari sweat, uh, Kinoko no Yama candy, a cream sando cookie, and then uh, some milk tea. Mm-hmm. And Mike, uh, this was his very first haul. And there's uh, all the markings of a first haul. Too many sweets, the milk tea. Yep. Yep. And... Um, Mike, we we uh, proud to say that we that we took Alex on. We brought him into yep. the uh, the mentor program, <laughs> and I can't tell you I can't praise Alex enough because just a few weeks later, yeah, he came back oh, with boy. a five star haul, Mike, mm. and we got the pizza chips are back. Wow, great! Wow. He's got karaage kun. Mm-hmm. He's got some kakiage soba. Mm-hmm. He's got melty kiss, and to top it off, he's got two Sapporo two. tall boys. Oh. Mike, there's no question that is a five star haul. So, so to go from you know make that big a leap in just a few mm-hmm. weeks, I gotta say, you know, I'm so proud of Alex. I'm proud yeah. of ourselves for the coaching mm-hmm. we gave him. So, yeah, a real highlight yeah. for me this past year. Yeah, no, me too. You know, a lot of people, until we started this program, you know, we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of hate. People said, like, what are you doing for, to help the world? And, uh, you know, we didn't have any response. And then, you know, to be able to do this to, you know, help, I mean, this is really, this is what, this is mentoring, this is education, this is, uh, you know, life-changing work that we're doing. And I gotta say, but you know, it's not just the teachers, it's the student, Alex. Yeah. This, I mean, I've never seen such a, like a quick progress in Convenia Halls. Big shout out to Alex. I mean, you know, great job. And thanks for, uh, you know, trying your hardest there and uh, up in your Convenia game. All right, so that's a quick look back at the past year doing the podcast. There's so much mm-hmm. more. I mean, we had a hard time, Mike, trying to figure yeah. out what exactly we wanted. We may have to do this again next week. There's so yeah, much I'm- fun stuff. 
yeah. to look back on. I mean, we didn't even talk about the Kombini tournament, for Christ's sake. We didn't talk about the Kombini tournament. Yeah, but, um, you know, there's some other things we want to talk about this past year, Mike. Mm-hmm. Important people who played a role in all this. Yeah, so, you know, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the people that really helped us uh, put the podcast together. First off, I'd really like to give a shout-out to the Godfather, Uncle Andy, for giving us such awesome music. It was the intro and the outro. And, you know, before that, like, we were we were just banging pans and sticks together. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Uncle Andy, for helping thanks, us out Uncle with the Andy. music. Yeah. Um, you can check him out, actually. Uh, there, He has a band um, on Facebook, the Wise Guys Band. Um, you can find them there on Facebook and, you know, check out some of their music. But uh, yeah, just big shout out to Uncle Andy. And then also Matt, you know, we got to give another big shout out to the spicy commentator. Haven't heard about her much recently. But we're talking about my wife, Mai Mai, who for the first 20 to 30 episodes was a pretty regular staple reviewing sweets. Um, just giving us, you know, some hard hitting, <laughs> hard hitting reviews on uh on some sweets. And then also I wanted to give a shout out to uh, to my former coworker, Kim, who really helped mm. us by uh, helping us create our, our logo, um, which is um, we use on YouTube, on, on pretty much all of our branding. So just thanks to everybody. Thank you all. And uh, yeah, let's let's have some fun going forward as well. Yeah, thanks everybody. We, we so appreciate all the support this past year. Yep. All right, Matt. Well, man, I kind of want to keep talking about that, the old stuff. But yeah, maybe next week we can continue on. Um, but anyways, all right. For now, I think we should head on. Actually, nothing on the Chicky Wars this week, which, you know, a little, little scary. But so we're going to head over to the scoreboard. Uh, Matt, this week, we've got some numbers. Family Mart, 52 items. Lawson, 31 items. 7-Eleven, 107. Mini Stop, 12. Daily Yamazaki, 8. Seiko Mart, 6. Poplar, zero. New Days, 15. Any thoughts? Yeah, you know, uh, mini stop down to 12, usually playing in the mid-20s, so a bit of a surprise there. Gotta say, Poplar mm-hmm. coming up uh, with a goose egg. Can't play that game uh, mm-hmm. when Family Mart lost and 7-Eleven are cranking out collectively over nearly 200 items a week um so a little worried about those guys you can only live off uh freshly served rice for so long mm-hmm. and then new days uh 15 you know i think both of us have come to really respect the consistency of new days uh even with their niche niche uh train station market so uh yeah shout out to those guys yep all right matt well um then let's head to our winners and losers. And um, yeah, first off, let's take a look at your loser and boom. Hmm. Yeah, Mike, this is at a mini stop. This is a bag of uh, spicy miso hormone snack. Okay, this is oh. uh, crispy uh, pig gut flavored chips here with uh, spicy miso. Hormone, of course, uh, when you go to a yakiniku shop, you can buy uh, pig guts. Oh. Uh, intestine, stomach, things like that that you cook up and uh, slather in sauce and you know chew on it for a little while and then uh, enjoy it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a chip here, Mike. Yes. I'm not super excited about eating pig gut flavored chips oh. uh, here. So not my favorite this week, Mike. Sad to see Mini stop back in the loser circle back to back weeks here, but here we are. Yep, um, Matt. Yeah, this is uh, this is a problem right here. Um, 
this is um i guess it's a, it's a snack but you know for american audience you, these are cheetos kind of the puffy uh cheese puff yeah. looking kind of cheese snacks yeah. and those are sort of marinated in this spicy miso hormone um pig intestine flavor it just doesn't seem right because you know when how you usually eat those kind of snacks you kind of bite in and kind of mm-hmm. kind of suck out that juice and um you get in that Jeez. That juice out of there, that's that spicy miso hormone. That does not sound good. Uh, Matt, uh, good pick. This does not look good. All right, Matt. Um, all right, my lizard for this week. And I'm sorry, this is a little, this kind of low-hanging fruit here. I knew that. <laughs> you know, I knew that, you know, our listeners, hey, they're probably tired of seeing this guy on the, uh, these guys on the, um, on the losers. But Matt, what this is. This is some sort of like evolution. I don't know if you've ever seen those those monster shows or those, you know, Ranger, Power Rangers, you know, two two foes combine into one super monster foe. All right, Matt, what we've got here, this is the Pizza Sand Double mm-hmm. Wiener Barbecue Sauce. So um, as you know, we've been talking about Family Mart's notorious, mm. strange and confusing Pizza Sand, which has nothing to do with pizza, pizza no. sandwich, basically. Um, and, um, another, you know, common villain talking about looking over the past year, that's the old double wiener, double wiener, um, double wiener wraps, tortillas that we've been seeing mostly out of 7-Eleven and, uh, Matt, they fused them together here. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, yeah, it's that classic template that they use where they, they have this sort of wrap tortilla shell and then they digitally insert something into there this time it's um overflowing bbq sauce and two you know i have to it say pretty like well sliced uh yeah yeah no kidding um i don't know matt i, I like i said this is, is low hanging cheese fruit. it's this cheese as well yellowish thing I don't know. And there's tomatoes in the background. How is this barbecue sauce? I don't know, Matt. That does not look like barbecue sauce. I'll tell you that much. All right. Anyways, Matt, you know, what, what else can I say? This is our, these are two of our greatest foes coming together to, uh, to, to do something. Yeah, Mike, this is an unfortunate product that keeps coming back. Um, you know, there's this age-old question. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? I got to say, how many bong hits does it take? <laughs> to make this thing taste good um probably quite a few (laughs) one actually you're probably right about that yeah so um yeah sad to see this back but i i expect to see it again in the next uh, couple of weeks yep yes unfortunately all right matt enough of that let's move on and check out your winner for the week yeah, Mike, this oh. is an onigiri out of 7-Eleven. This is the oh. tonkatsu ramen rice and half-boiled egg rice ball here. Like, so this is this what? is rice that's flavored like tonkatsu ramen. That's that really rich pork-based mm. broth. It's got the it's got the jammy egg in the middle. And uh Mike, this is like this is like eating a bowl of tonkatsu mm-hmm. ramen in an onigiri that Mm. is a huge feat of food innovation if this is anything like a bowl of tonkatsu that is incredible i there is one thing that that is a little bit strange to me it does say there's mayonnaise inside (laughs) 
which I don't <laughs> know why there would be. There's, there? yeah, there's no mayonnaise, of course, in ramen. Also, this is uh, for those who who can't read Japanese quite yet. It is in katakana, so it's not too challenging. But they only list the mayonnaise mm-hmm. point in katakana. There's there's oh. in English they just say pork, egg, pork broth, soy sauce. They don't say anything about the mayonnaise, so uh, beware, people. This is a bit of a... You could be stepping on a landmine, okay, when you go to take a bite into this thing, you know? But otherwise, it looks outstanding. Yes, it does. And like you said, I like this. This is an innovation that we're seeing. It's it's almost kind of similar to something we saw before, where it was like the... What was it? Gabao rice in a in an... Yes. In an yes. egg... Uh, in a uh, rice ball. But yes. this is this is, this is is sort of like a transmog... For, like, how do you say that word? Transmogrification? We'll just go with that. Um, this is transforming, you know, a bowl of noodles into yeah. a rice ball. And I got to yeah. say, Matt, this is really exciting. I agree. I'd love to try this because um, you're right. This could be some sort of new technological innovation here. It yeah. almost makes me think of like... Um, you know, like space food that you take to space where you have to compact all these different flavors into one thing. Uh, what an innovation. Love it. Yeah. All, all right. right. What do you got in the winter circle this week? All right, Matt. All right. Well, look, you know, we were talking about some... <laughs> we were talking about some uh, some things good. that... And I yeah, mentioned this before. This. Yeah, it does look pretty good, right? And, you know... Um, well, what we're looking at, Matt, this out of 7-Eleven, which has brought us some of the best dogs we've seen this year. We didn't talk about it today, but we also had that, what was it, seven, what was it, like the five 12, or six 12 cheese, cheese. <laughs> 12 cheese dog? That thing was out of control. Like I said, somehow this this uh, podcast has turned, I'd say 20% of the content has turned into hot dogs. And today's no different, <laughs> Matt. We've got the spicy chili dog out mm. of 7-Eleven. You know... Um, the, the item you picked up this week for your winner, that is a true innovation. There's nothing too innovative about this. This is just what we love. This is a classic. You got that hot hot dog bun. You got the dog. And on top of that, you got the chili. And then you even got a little bit of, it looks like Parmesan cheese they, they sprinkled on top of that. I don't know. So this is coming. You can see it's a plastic wrap. So this is meant to be, uh, you know, nuked in the, uh, in the microwave there. Um, so, uh, Matt, I gotta say, I love some spicy chili dogs. It's rare to see a chili dog, you know, a sloppy Joe dog. It's rare to see one in uh, in Japan, you know. Um, so I gotta say, hey, it just looks great. We're talking about the history of the the, the podcast. This is a wiener uh, hot dog podcast. Um, so Matt, I love it. Um, this is my item for the for the week here. Yeah, I, this came on my radar too, Mike. I almost picked this as my winner. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to have two wieners showing up on uh, on my side. I gotta say this is pretty this is pretty exciting because the bag is back. So this is in the uh, the cardboard, but then the dog is actually in the bag. The bag goes all the way back to that whatever it was five, six, seven, eight, nine cheese dog where they needed the bag just to hold it together because they're just a sloppy mess. Now, I will say, you know, after last week's show, Mike, we hung around, as we normally do, for about a half hour extra. We, we just talked about hot dogs for another half yep. hour off yep. the record. And um, 
I told you about a little place in Worcester, Massachusetts called oh. Coney Island Hot Dogs. Oh, Still yeah. kicking after all these years. And they got a chili dog there, Mike. That's <sighs> damn good. You just roll up and you say, I'll take two up. That's two dogs with the chili wow. sauce on it. This looks a lot like it. If it's anything like a Coney Island hot dog, Mike, I'll be queuing up for days looking for this thing. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, hey, uh, it was a good week for the uh, the scoreboard and our winners and losers. But uh, Matt, you know what? I think we're going to be actually heading over again. Thank, thank the Lord. We've got two weeks in a row of Munchies with Matt. This is a new segment where Matt is sharing some items from the States, some fast food items, um, uh, some quick eats uh, that, uh, that he's been uh, trying. So Matt, what, what do you got this week? Mike, this week we're talking about Panera. Panera, mm. kind of a fast casual sandwich shop. It's got some mm-hmm. of the best chicken salad on the planet. We used to have one close to our house. Shut down, actually held a memorial service for the whole neighborhood when that closed <laughs> down, mostly again because the Napa chicken salad was suddenly like a six-minute drive instead of a two-minute drive. Oh. Now, um, Mike, Panera, they're out with pizza. They're getting into the pizza game. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. I was pretty excited about this. Call it flatbread pizza. Okay, so uh, I popped into a Panera on the way home from a town, and I checked it out. You know, they got a lot of flavors. They got the four cheese flatbread pizza. They got the chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza. They got the margarita flatbread pizza. They got the pepperoni flatbread pizza. They got the cheese. They got... Okay. All right. So I I got a cheese, just plain old cheese. You know, I want to play... I just want to play a little simple ball here. Mm. Get a sense of how they're playing on the cheese. I got to tell you, Mike, this is one of the worst pizzas I've ever had in my life. Wow. Zappy's pizza is better than Panera flat pizza. Whoa, there. Whoa, I whoa, said whoa. it, okay? I said it. Sauce was sweet. You know, I grew up, Mike, eating Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle frozen pizzas <gasps> with my brother. My mom would get them for us as a treat. And they had that sweet sauce, Okay. This is kind of mm. like that. It's kind of like a frozen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza with the sweet <laughs> sauce. Really lame, soggy dough. The undercarriage, the chassis on this thing was super floppy, no crisp mm. at all. And then just cheese for days. Just cheese, cheese, cheese. So, Mike, uh, I hated it. Of course, I wow. ate the whole damn thing before I sure. even got home, but <laughs> sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I got to say, recently, um, our viewers probably don't know this, but you've been adventuring and making some of your own pizza. Um, and I got to say, your pizza looks, you I'm know, good. a lot better than this. I got a, I got a question here, though, Matt. This um, this looks pretty small, and I saw the price tag. It was 9 10 bucks, something like that. Um, what was the size on this thing? Yeah, so it's rectangular. It's it's a decent size. It's it's a good, to, it's, it's a nice size to split with another person. Okay. Um, you're talking about, I'd say, uh, maybe 12, 13 inches long, maybe uh, maybe five inches, not okay. longer than five. I'd say it's six inches. It's a it's a good sized pizza. It's good to split with somebody. Okay, but you were saying, uh, yeah, uh, looking at this, I mean, the pictures look great. I don't blame you for wanting to try this thing. And um, but yeah, like you said, I, I from looking at it, I would imagine a really kind of crispy crust yeah. there underneath yeah. but uh, it was really floppy. it was floppy floppy joe right there oh geez yeah. all right floppy panera bunny's ears right there 
Panera, get back in your lane. You know, we uh Napa chicken yeah. salad. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, it's always great to hear uh about Matt's munchies. Wanna wanna hear more again soon. All right. Well, all right. We got to get back to the real deal, though. This isn't about the United States. This is about Japan. Kumbini. Mike, you're at the Gemba, the place where the action happens. What do you got from us from the Gemba this week? That's right, Matt. Um, as as you know, this is kind of a wacky and wild week over here at the uh, the Markey residence. So, um, mm. yeah, early in the week, Matt, uh, first Mai Mai and then Leo, they call it the norovirus. Oh, um, right. And... Uh, you know the norovirus. It's um, it's both ways. It's both ways out. It's out the mouth and it's out the butt. Um, and so um, you know, it's 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 a, it's a time when you really need to stay hydrated. And Matt talking oh, yeah. about like looking back in oh, yeah. in the history of the podcast. One of my greatest memories actually is when we did the reading series on Pokari yeah. sweat. Yeah, one I of the exactly what to do. Yep. Exactly. Well, Matt, I gotta. I don't know if we're talking about this. So there is um, Pokari sweat, you know, for everyday rehydration. But Matt, there's also this is also by Otsuka, who make Pokari sweat. But Matt, this is oh. this is the real deal right here. Who is that? That is Os One O S One. This is this is NHO approved rehydration solution. Um, and this is actually like pretty close to medically approved um, <laughs> rehydration drink. So what this is, it's it's like Pokari sweat, but it it's tuned a little bit higher for when you yeah. quick yeah. and serious rehydration. And during the norovirus, you know, we got it all. We got the tall boy. We got the small boy. We got the jelly. You get that jelly. Direct injection. Oh my God! You can feel you can feel it going through your veins. You're just clearing the way. And um, also, Matt, we also picked up some baby uh, Pokari sweat as well for Leo. This is the baby, baby stock Pokari, Pokari sweat. sweat. Look at that cute little guy there from three months, Matt. And uh, let me tell you, thanks to Oswan and Otsuka and, uh, of course, their uh, beanstalk Pokari sweat baby version as well. I mean, it was like, you know, the Norovice had no chance at all. Leo beat it in about four or five hours. In my mind, it was one day after that. Feeling good as new, rehydration with Otsuka, OS1, baby, beanstalk, <laughs> Pokari sweat. Wow, that is impressive, Mike. The legend of Pokari sweat grows. Could you just go back to the OS1 here? I gotta yes, say, I would be afraid to drink this because the label mm-hmm. actually looks closer to something you'd find under your kitchen sink That's than right. you would in your refrigerator. There's just a mm-hmm. lot of fine print that OS-1 is in big old font, but uh, yeah, it definitely looks like something you might uh, clean your sink with versus uh, rehydrate with. That's uh, no doubt very impressive looking product. And then to think Bakari Sweat has a children's yes. version. That is something from three months old. They can be sucking down Mm-hmm. those uh, electrolytes and whatever else is in there just getting hooked up to that Pokari sweat IV impressive mm-hmm. Mike yeah beating the Noro in uh four hours in a day that is yep. incredible yep and I, I will say on this this one thing about the OS1 the fine print here is I'm actually I'll tell you the truth I'm drinking one right now um <laughs> So, however, in the fine print, it does say a healthy person can drink this, but it has no health benefits. So don't think that you're going to drink OS1 and turn into some sort of like hyper, you know, strong human being. 
it's not going to happen. You know, you're just going to, it's, it's just like Bakari sweat at that point. But, um, anyways, Matt, yeah, that's, uh, if you're in Japan, you need to get rehydrated quick. Uh, I'd say hit up OS one. All right. Well, uh, wow. Another episode is over. Episode 47, Mike, after a year of doing the podcast. My, oh my, what a journey it's been on. And I got to say, I think we're just warming up. You know, I'm still, I feel like we're just kind of tuning the engine, getting the tires warm. We're not even ripping down the racetrack quite yet. There's a lot more (laughs) that Convini has to offer. We'd like to give uh, a thanks to all of our listeners, especially those who've been with us since episode one. Those are both our moms. Yes. And uh, check us out on YouTube. You can watch all the stuff that we're talking about. Be sure to subscribe, like, share. Also, we're on social, especially active on Twitter. Uh, but you can also see us on Facebook and some Instagram, although I don't, we don't really post so much on Instagram anymore. Um, share a convenient memory. You know, we yes. love these. Dial us if you're in the U.S. at 617-453-8207. If you're outside Japan, sorry, if you can hear an electric toothbrush, that's, uh, that's my uh, wife brushing her teeth like a madman. It's still on. Check us out on anchor.fm backslash Conveni Boys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike, hey, I'll see you at the Conveni. I'll see you at the Conveni, Matt. <laughs>